Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake, Chris, and Ames. And we are on episode 159. Wow! Hot diggity daffodil. Hot diggity daffodil indeed. And we are here again, as often is the case, to discuss a couple of episodes of the Star Treks, Deep Space Nine. Today we're going to talk about Necessary Evil and Second Sight. Evil, we get a awesome Odo and Kira backstory. Awesome? I liked it. Mm. Oh, Ames. You're just wrong this time. I'm just saying. I love you. Anyway, cut that. Um, cut that Caitlin loves me. No, no, no. <laughs> she hates me now. No! <laughs> no! No, I just meant all of it because it's. I just didn't want to. Nope. Tell I'm, us more about the adventures of Detective uh, Odo. Columbo? Of, yeah. of film noir One Odo. more thing. I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. Anyway, so we open with, um, oh that wow. chick, Cork, hanging out with Vatrick. Yeah, is that Mrs. Vatrick. Oh no, what's her name? Palra. Femme fatale. Oh, is that her? She's yeah. Palra. Oh, okay. Because because in, in, in Bajoran they have the name <laughs> right. Yeah. We open with Cork hanging out with legs up to here, Palra. <laughs> Who's hired him to go and find a box that her husband stored in his shop before he was killed. Five years ago. Quark's like, sure, and he goes and he gets the box. And we find out that Rom isn't completely useless. <laughs> and he finds inside this box, inside a wall, inside of Deep Space Nine, a list. And it's a list of names. And uh, as they're going to leave with it... Quark is stopped by some Bajoran dude and shot. Whoops. And he basically spends the rest of the episode in critical condition. Whoops. And Rom spends the rest of the episode excited about owning the bar. Sort of. But it turns out that this woman had was suspected years ago of killing her husband, and Odo was put on the case by Gal Ducat. So now Odo is back on the case. They're trying to save Quark's life. It's all a big thing. And he uses some kind of Vulcan mind fuckery on Rom to help to remember a name. He just yelled at him. <laughs> he was doing some weird hypnosis shit. I don't shit. think he was. Because my notes say they should have done that. Well, he was trying to do something. All right, go on. Maybe that's why you didn't like the episode. Maybe you weren't paying attention. No, I watched it twice. Because I didn't understand what the fuck was going on the first time. Oh, alright. Well, I didn't have that problem, so maybe that's why. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So they find out that all the people on this list were, like, funneling money back to Ladyface and Odo. And we find out that Odo met Kira on Deep Space Nine five years ago. And at first, you know, Power was saying that she, Kira, had killed her dead husband. And Kira was like, nope. And, uh, yeah. Turns out it was Kira. We find out in the future slash present that we're in. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Well, because the he he was a collaborator and the list were other collaborators. Yeah. And right. There was blackmail. Because they were all Bajoran and... underground folk. No, no they, they were just... They were all... Oh, you know, I'm sorry, all... the opposite. They were all yeah. fucking sympathizers Hira, with the Cardassians. Kira was the resistance, yeah. Yeah, I actually really like this one, too. I think it does a lot of neat stuff. It, it gives, does. like, we we see sort of Odo's origin story in a way. Yeah. 
Um, how Odo met Kira, how Odo met Ducat, how Odo met Quark. It's how, kind of cute. How Odo met Justice. Um, <laughs> Odo has always known Justice. That's true. He thinks it's a genetic trait. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was shot really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very, 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 very transparently a noir story. Like it came just, too noir for me. Like, com- you know, complete with the voiceovers, which they sort of like... Framed know, as his log. Right. You yeah. know. Which I thought was a clever device. It was a clever device to like, let's give him a noir voiceover, but have it make some amount of sense in universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, let's go over the top with how noiry it is until Ames is sick of it. See, I think it was okay. I know. By like the third log, when it, he's laying it on so thick, like... Some people don't know that Justice is my best friend, but I'd fuck Justice in the ass any day. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that, that's what I kind of liked about it, though, is that because his first entry, he's just like, Commander Cisco is making me do this. This is dumb. Everything's fine. <laughs> then, like, within a few days, he's fucking Johnny Poet. Yeah, I also just, like, I assume that, like, you know, because Odo is a pretty serious guy, and I don't imagine he has many flights of fancy, but. Mm. I could imagine him being, like, a fan of, like, Sam Spade stories, you know? Like, he's pro like, he might, for all we know, might be just mimicking, like, noir detective stories intentionally. And Columbo. And Columbo. Yeah, he definitely, he, he legit pulls yep. a, and one more thing. Yeah, that was great. You, you told us ages ago it was coming, but I wasn't expecting it to be this soon, and I was delighted. Well, I'm sure there'll be more, too. Yeah, that's there? his favorite trick. It's his favorite trick. That and turning into a rat. <laughs> oh, I miss rat. I miss rat, Odo. He didn't He hasn't. He didn't do any in this episode, did he? Which I like, because like that's one of the reasons why Ducat even hires him, is because, yeah. like, oh, well, you know... You could you could turn yourself into something to like spy on people and get into places people can't go, and then he doesn't he doesn't have to do any of that. Yeah, just yeah. has to be Odo. Did Quark insinuate that Odo liked to do an impression of the Cardassian neck? That's what I assumed the that, neck that, trick that, was. That Odo was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like doing that. It's weird. I don't like. It. Well, Ducat talked <laughs> and, about and it Ducat too. slaps me around when I do it. Well, no, no, Ducat no. Gal was it. saying that they loved it. That's why they want. That's why they wanted him on the space station. Oh, you entertained us. And like it was like the dancing oh, monkey wow, thing. Oh wow, that's like, sad. Odo didn't want to be the dancing monkey. Yeah, that he's that's when he first met Odo. It was at a party where he was doing the Cardassian neck trick, yeah. as they called it. It was interesting though. I, I thought you know young Odo. Yoda. Uh, <laughs> baby the, Odo. Baby Odo. <laughs> oh, can oh somebody please God. meme that baby, baby Odo? Odo. <gasps> All you'd have to do really. Is Just, Photoshop off the ears and make him kind of more beige. Well, see, I, I actually made a crack once about baby Odo, and uh, someone replied, because I said, is it just like a smiling puddle? And someone replied, so basically just Ditto? I was like, oh yeah. What's that? It's a Ditto's a shapeshifter Pokemon who's usually just an amorphous blob with a big smile until he turns into another Pokemon. That sounds terrifying. It really is in Detective Pikachu, actually, the movie. Cool. But, um, but you know, one thing I found really interesting, you know, is of course we're so used to Odo, you know, as the constable. So it's really sort of, it's almost disconcerting when you first see young Odo. He's, and he's taking like, his like bumbling first steps. Well, not even just that, but when he's first talking to Ducat, he's like not making eye contact and he seems so like passive and submissive and you're like, this is weird. Mm. He started off really bad at detectiving because he goes up to Kieran's like, ha ha, you are in love with him. And she's like, no, <laughs> he was in love with you. Doubt it. Um, <laughs> you're lying. Well, not to mention he approaches Probably. her telling her how pretty she is. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not a whore. 
Why do people always think Kira is trying to sell herself? Well, well, Odo didn't. Yeah. She thought he thought Odo he did. Thought. That was that. I think the coolest thing about this episode, for me, anyways, was like seeing the station. Yeah, and the contrast that they set up. Like I loved how they shot this. The transitions between mm. the transitions were very good. Like there's a great one where they're they're laughing, yeah. and then it transitions to present to day. quarks where people are laughing. Yeah, and it's like, holy yeah. Shit. The transitions were all really really smooth. Uh, like cool. the door opening was a good one right at the beginning. Quark well, Nor is so dark yeah, yeah. but well, they don't but, like the place but there was much. a scene and like at first i was like i think you even said when we watched like why do they show these there's so these, these little kids running around the promenade and at first you were like why are they bothering showing us these little kids but then in the very next scene they're they sad children to Tarek nor and there's two sad children looking <laughs> through the gate yeah those are my like, favorite and children. It was like and, you know so they were just contrasting like this is now a place where kids run around and play on the promenade but not long ago it was a place where like kids were sadly waiting for their parents to come back from mining duty yeah Yeah. i think where i got first confused in this episode is i was looking down at something or taking a note when they did the first flashback Mm. and then i look up i'm like why is dukai here what's going on because i didn't realize it was a flashback right away because i didn't see the first segue and i was confused for the rest of the episode no so i rewatched it again i was like oh okay i get it now yeah. <laughs> I get it now. This is totally worth it. <laughs> now, we find out at the end that his, the killer that he was hunting in the past was actually Kira. Yep. Even though she convinced him otherwise at mm-hmm. the time. Even though he was like, Oh, you're not a very good liar. Well she had a good she had a good alibi because she happened to know there was a terrorist attack happening when she did the murdering. Did they plan it that way? Uh, that was the impression I was Oh, no. It was supposed to, she said it was an accident that she murdered him. That he walked in when she was trying to steal the list. That's right. That's right. So but it was while her companion... Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. would not have mattered to Dukat. Like, he, yeah, no. he would have hung her. Hanged her. Sorry. But what's interesting, or not interesting, but kind of a loose okay. end plot, Sweet. a plot thread that I didn't... Unless you guys pick something up that I missed, I uh, watched it twice. Is so that he to find out? You know, so he the mur- murder is unsolved until present day. Mm, right, yep. five year Ducat case. Ducat says that if the, if Odo doesn't bring him the killer, that he's going to execute ten Bajorans at random. So did ten Bajorans get murdered because Kira lied? Probably. Did, Jesus, they I did love murdering Bajorans. I know. Well, like that was that was Ducat's whole thing. It's like you know, I know you'll find the killer, be- and here's your incentive. I'm gonna I'm gonna straight well, up we just murder. Ten we never people. see what Odo eventually tells Ducat. We All don't. we know is that Odo said it's not Kira, right? Because he could have he could have pointed the finger yeah, at somebody so, else. So either so either in on one hand, it's like the trolley problem, right? Like on one hand, Odo could have just named. Anybody, anybody the wife and, she was a bitch. and that person would have gotten executed or he could have named nobody yeah and 10, ten people were going to get executed either way the actual killer kira who you know justifiable homicide maybe i don't know or you know self-defense who knows not probably not either probably just i don't want to get caught yeah that um, that's the is walking free i mean and his it, best friend later it could just be that the case just kind of kept going because Odo was on it. Mm. And then it just became a non-issue. Do the... you think Ducat would have done that? Oh, Ducat would have just murdered people. Like, well, like a person a week just for fun. Yeah. Well, that's the, I think at the end of the day, because they said half the reason they got him involved was because he just wanted to make sure his network of 
Informants. And yeah, informants and collaborators wasn't Rumble. Mm. And probably once it became clear that whatever had happened, that network was still fine, he probably stopped caring. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, at some point he realized, like, alright, that guy's dead, but nothing else has happened. I think this was a coincidence. I don't care anymore. So is it implied that when Kira figured out, ah, this Chesaro guy that Rom m- remembered most of the name of... Chesso. Chesso. C, O, and there's an apostrophe somewhere in it. Chesso. Did she, like, inform somebody, like, ah, Chesaro's a guy, go murder the fuck out of him, or...? I think that's the... Oh, I think the implication was that she, you know, ran, ran it up the chain... But I don't know. I feel well. No, I think I. I think um, Oda was under the impression that wife there had him killed. That doesn't make sense because he mentioned the name to her in their interview. See, remember that... he goes on that whole thing where he's like, ah, "I mentioned him to her," and that's also why he had the extra so guard put on Quark. Well, that also that doesn't make the most sense, right? Well, no, because she just wanted money. She wanted to, she wanted the list so she could blackmail the people on it. Yeah, no, it is entirely possible Kira had that man killed because I think that my understanding was that like probably the the lady was going to these people saying, hey, I got a list that proves you were a collaborator and I'll report you to the cops. Yeah. I'm sure that's, I'm, you know, just like the Nazis, I'm sure if you were a mm. collaborator, you were not, you were going to go to jail. Yeah, or at the very least, even if they weren't going to jail you, your standing yeah, yeah. in Bajoran society is fucked. Yeah, so like blackmail doesn't, you know, doesn't work if you're just going to off them. Like, why would you just kill them? She didn't get any money. Or she did get the money from, I don't know. Yeah, it's that that that's the one thing that's a little vague, and maybe on purpose. Again, why did the... she wait five years to get this list? Well, it's only been in Federation hands for a little over a year now, uh. so that was probably part of it. Yeah, I'm guessing it wouldn't. It would like if a Bajoran had like gone onto the station, to, like trying to access, you know, cut panels off of walls. I think that was the other thing. Like when she mentions when she you know goes to Quark, and that scene with Quark was hot. That was a yes. fucking steamy fucking scene, and that dress was great. And she's like, oh, yeah, so you have to go to my late husband's her to her. It, I was under the impression that the husband had died recently. Mm. So when we went to the past, I was very confused. Mm. Well, what I loved about it was she was all angry. They'd only been married for, like, two years. When she's like, we had two years of great whatever together. Mm. And then... Well, she seemed like, like, wow, like that's a, she's a piece of work anyway. She was mostly there for his collaborator money. Mm. Yeah. And, like... His tea, his ginger tea. Ginger mm. tea and his fancy apartment. I thought that was why Kira liked him was his ginger tea. Yeah, but well, she probably too. liked it too. Sounds up your alley, Chris. Huh? Yeah, so I think the other um, the other piece that's implied with her, like why this is now, is because they say that she was in, in debt. Uh, right, right. So like, you know, she had, you know, maybe she didn't have money problems Still until had that now. Great dress. And she's like, yeah, I got the ace in the hole. I'll, I'll blackmail these guys into sending me money to just keep quiet about this list. Yeah. It's interesting, too, with her, we've seen what I imagine is sort of the first example of secular Bajoran jewelry. Because uh, she's got that big, ridiculous, swirly earring with the, like, pearls on it. Mm. So it's, it's funny, though, because she only ever wears one earring. So even when it's not the religious thing, the Bajorans are just like, no, no, just one. Two is ostentatious. Mm. <laughs> and she has a couple different earrings in the episode. One's the two that look a little closer to the more traditional, you know, like a little bit here in the cuff there. But, like, that first one is clearly just purely, like, I'm a fancy femme fatale lady earring. You can give Quark some umox. And he's also been there uh, for quite some time, which I guess they always did say, but it's still sort of weird to see it. It's like, oh, yeah, he's just kind of been there. It's weird to think that he, like, predates Odo in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked the subtle performance change that Quark has mm. in the past where he's you know he's still Quark but he's also 
he's somehow scummier. Because hmm. he oh, yeah. can be. When Odo yeah. goes, because, you know, Kira had asked him to be her alibi, and he decided, I'm sure she didn't say, you can say I fucked you or something. He just decided, like, I'm going to say she's, like, I'm going to say she was here, but also that we banged. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he that probably, like, he'd probably still say that. <laughs> at the end of the day, as long as he wasn't breaking any of their rules, the Cardassians wouldn't have given a fuck what he did. Mm. Whereas, you know... Cisco's trying to run a Federation station, so he's going to want him to be a little more on the up and up. Mm. Oh, you know what was cut from this episode, which people were very sad that, uh, you know, was cut. The writer and also Mark Alema was very sad this was cut. Was there was a scene in the third act where it was revealed that Mrs. Pal- Mrs. Vatrick was having an affair with Ducat. Mm. And we, you see uh, him leaving her quarters and they kiss. Ooh, that's very juicy. And it was, you know, it was going to be a red herring being like, wait a minute, is yeah. Ducat in on more than he seems to be in on? Or what's going on here? And I would have loved to see that. I like the idea of Ducat fraternizing with Bajorans. Oh, he does lots of, he does lots more fraternizing with Bajorans in the future. Oh, really? He just, just be, he's just fucking all the Bajorans? Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a connection. So... There's there's a moment which is very sweet in the present where Odo goes into the replimat or whatever, and it's I think is it Odo and no, not Odo, I know it's a Cisco and Dax, but it's somebody in Dax, and someone's like, oh, uh, constantly, you look like you just lost your best friend, and Dax immediately goes, is Quark like everyone knows, hmm. everyone knows oh, their yeah, best friend. That friends. was really sweet. That was cute. So you guys say this was a good Odo and Kira episode. I say this is our first half decent Rom episode. Because mm. Rom was actually, I, I was a fan of Rom's arc of this episode yeah. and his portrayal and how, you know, he's, he's doing all this screaming. He, he He's telling Quark he likes to, like, go into the storeroom yeah. even though he shouldn't. But uh, he's so proud of how quickly he can break one of those. He even says to Odo, he's like, I can do it in ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, like, he has the, the, the line to Odo where, you know, you're not as stupid as you look. Yes, I am. I am too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, there was some great, uh, great Rom stuff in this. Yeah, you, um, just, you just saved Quark's life. Then he ah! I loved his no! scream. Oh, for See, I, and I, I didn't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like when he does it. I didn't like it when Quark does it, and I don't like when Nog does it. What else is he screams, and then they just pan to oh, oh no, to Quark, whose eyes are open. He just smiles. <laughs> it's like I'm not sure what happened, but Rom got screwed. <laughs> so we also find out, you know, another time when the weapons detectors are conveniently uh, defeated this, oh. this time because it was a compressed yeah, you, something or other. Yeah, you just need a specific kind of weapon and it's not even going to work. I wrote it down. It's the um, compressed Tetrian beam weapon. Yeah, apparently that just walks right through and it is apparently like extremely deadly. And apparently easy enough to get, I'd imagine. Mm. It's a good I, thing Quark had been doing those anti-grav uh, injections with Bashir, so he survived. <laughs> yeah. I did like how you know, it was funny because he does fall. Odo does fall into the role pretty quickly, mm. just because apparently he's just been a natural observer for so long. Mm. Mm. Now he asks, you know, to have security on Quark in Med Bay, and yet they never lock the door. Like fucking what's his name? Yeah, so Trasco. Yeah. 
Trasco just walks in with flowers, with a with a with a bouquet of knife flowers, <laughs> and and the guy's like, "Oh nope, you can't come in here." It's like, "Yeah, but I'm, but you let me." But, I, but also, I'm, I'm in already here. in I'm here. I'm already yeah. in here. Like there is no, there, like, you did not stop me from coming in here, friend. Like yeah, usually if you have a guard on like a hospital room, you're supposed to have a guy inside and, and outside. outside, and maybe lock the door. So this this That's guy's it. like the dumbest fucking assassin. Oh, he's the worst. So he brings a night a flower, a bouquet of flowers with a hidden knife. He uses the hidden knife to murder the guard. And then he uses a pillow to smother Quark. Like, now... Like, the knife was right there! He has the knife! Yeah, but it was probably so that they would think it happened naturally. But they but wouldn't notice the dead, dead guard, guard like, with a knife in his chest? No points. Oh, Maybe, my. oh my god, Quark, fell, Quark just drifted off in the night and... And poor, poor Stumpy here got, <laughs> he, he fell on his No, he, was, he couldn't take it. The death of Quark was too much. Like, even if you wanted to, to hide, even if you wanted to hide that, you know, it was a murder on Quark and just, you know, a natural thing, which I seriously doubt that, like, fu- like in the future they're going to be like, oh, there's, like, pillow particles in his lungs, uh, you know. God, dust mites. But like <laughs> at the same time, your your whole plan is out the window once you yeah. stab the guard. Just yeah. stab him. Yeah, no, I didn't think of that, but you're right. That is a bit that that is clearly drama overtaking sense. Yeah. Cause yeah, no. Knife was right there, still very usable. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing about knives. <laughs> if if they only worked once <laughs> Imagine how often you have to buy it. It's like, well, just that was a lovely dinner, time to buy some new knives. Yes. Here's a, here's a question that may be too large a conversation to have, because uh, Kira Kira asks Odo when he when she thinks he's hitting on her. She asks, "Why are men like that?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> Why is Odo gendered male? Oh, I, well, I think that's because his his scientist, discoverer, yeah, his mm. si- the scientist that you know raised him basically was male. I mean, he even says that he modeled his his hair, appearance and yeah. his hair off of his off of that guy. So I, yeah, I think I don't. I mean, we're, we we will eventually learn more about his people, and I don't think that they're inherently gendered necessarily. Okay, I don't remember. Like, but I think I know that, we, yeah. we meet some, but I feel like I feel like we refer to them as gendered. Well, things. you definitely yeah, they definitely are. They're not like the binars or no. I mean, they are gendered, but I think people. that they choose. I think that the idea anyway, and we'll, we'll talk about this more in the future, is that they are like. They'll choose an appearance and a something. You know, they they try to relate to the people they're interacting with. Mm. But yeah, I think your explanation makes as much sense as anything. Is yeah. like he had a male roommate and was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it just struck me when I was like, when he realized, oh wait, yeah, you didn't, you don't, you don't, you know, mistreat women like other men do and shit like that. Like Kira's used to being treated because. Mm. You didn't have this upbringing. You didn't like have this ingrained in. Like this is what boys do. Boys yeah. pull girls' pigtails and this, that, and the other thing. He's like, I don't get. I don't understand human beings. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna be a bird for a while. Well, I do. I also do like how, like you know, it is in so many ways. The episode is like a very traditional noir yeah. story, but then it's the Odo's alienness really puts some interesting small twists on it, like. Mm. In a noir story, there would definitely be some sexual tension, tension mm. with yeah. with you know the femme fatale and the yep. and the and the the pretty girl and everything. But that doesn't obviously you know it's specifically like no, I'm only about justice. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, and then later, you know, he goes in the bar and, and Quark's like, let me pour you a drink. He's like, I don't drink. He's like, well, let me pour you, uh, you know, a soft, a soft drink. drink. Uh, I don't, don't drink. drink. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a stomach. There's nowhere um, for it to go. You know, and like, uh, you know, there's all, you know, every noir thing has a scene where the detective pours himself a, 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 scotch. a, a scotch and, you know, sits down and then the, the bad guy breaks in or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I do like this one. I think not enough, not enough Ducat kissing. <laughs> one can hope in the future maybe yeah Ducat you know I liked him in this oh his neck is so long he's got the longest he has a really neck. long neck yeah. it's weird he's like giraffe people <laughs> that, mo- that much more Cardassian neck ridge going on one interesting thing though I thought too was like for all that he's like I'm not on anyone's side when he's younger he's already kind of on the Bajoran side cause like he oh, no. gives Ducat a lot of stick about stuff. You know, he's like, oh, murder all the time. He's like, those are casualties. And he starts to get really like... Well, I think it's, it's again, it's... Injustice, justice, yeah. You know? like, that's the thing. It's like, at the end of the day, he bristles at injustice, which means he is inherently, whether he means to or not, is against the Cardassians, because yeah. they are unjust. Yeah, it is interesting that Ducat, you know, it makes sense, I guess, in the end, why he chose yeah. Odo to do the investigation. Yeah, he perhaps kind of expected Odo. You know, this is this isn't explicitly stated, but I, there's probably a sense that he expected Odo to not be a good investigator. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like you know, because at the end of the day, the the investigation I think is less about you know finding the killers as it is about putting up a show of doing an investigation. Yeah, yeah, he just mm. knew he knew. Look, we tried Odo yeah. as a mediator. Yeah. Didn't expect that he actually he has a natural talent for... Yeah. And he certainly, he couldn't risk, you know, having a Bajoran run the investigation yeah, no. because they might find about the thing. Yeah, yeah, the and list. A, and a Cardassian running the investigation would, you know, the Bajorans would never go for that. So it makes sense that he went with Odo, both well, in the then... sense of neutrality and potential for incompetence. Well, and also just the fact that, like, this was, for all we know, this was, I mean explicitly his network of informants. And oh, yeah. So, like, it's also just another thing he wouldn't want other Cardassians knowing about. Those are his tools. Mm. So I think that's another reason he would want to keep his own people out of the yeah, investigation Yeah, he's definitely well. one of these knowledge powers bureaucrats. Yeah. Mm. Hate that. Yeah. How did, um, maybe I missed it, or maybe I'm just not remembering, but how did Odo realize that it was Kira all these years later? Oh fuck! Um, when he learned that it was about the collaborators, he realized, okay, there's in this case, there's not actually a motive for the wife anymore. Yeah, but there is a motive for people who are in the the Bajoran, Bajoran underground. Yeah, the Bajoran terrorists. And also, you figured out because the name he got from Nog Nog Brom wasn't Rock. quite the right name. He's like, you sure did get that other name oh, from yeah. that wrong he, name really quickly. Because he hasn't told anybody any the, the Chesso to any other people. Yeah, which I think leads some lends some credence to the idea that Kira let slip that Cesaro yeah. was a collaborator and maybe somebody else went and took care of it. Yeah, which again would make more sense because wife has no reason. Yeah, to kill she has him. no motive to kill. Well, I missed. Cesaro. I missed. She can take his money. And like yeah. maybe Kira didn't say go off people. this guy, but maybe she's like, hey. Just so you know, remember that guy we always thought might have been a collaborator? Well, he's on the list. Womp womp. Yeah, now, now Kira says, you know, my, my friendship with you is very important to me. And will this change anything? And Odo's like... Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I assume we'll see more of this in the future. That that Odo and Kira, there isn't a trust there anymore. I don't They're know about damn that. Damn, better not I mean, be. I think what we find out. Five years, he's been like looking for this person, and she's been right there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think this is. This I almost is, feel like that would make him respect her more. This way. is kind of the beginnings of. She's a murderess. Some, some serious Kira Odo stuff that will go down later. There's some serious Kira Odo shit that's gonna go down. I don't want to say more than that. But... I can't fucking wait, dude. I love this show. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we will see more. I don't know if it's specifically what you expect it's going to be, but... What shape does his to, have to, to be? be continued. Any shape mm-hmm. she wants. <laughs> anyway, we have another episode we to talk do. about. Yes, we do. Which one is it? Second, Second Sight. Sight. So in Second Sight, oh, this it's, one. Uh, right, right, right. it's the fourth anniversary of the death of Cisco's wife. Whoopsie. Yeah. And there are some visitors on DS9. This dude, Gideon... Satanic, 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 Satanic. Anyway, Gideon, according to this, according to this card, a renowned terraformer who is seeking to reignite a star. Basically, his whole thing is like telling everybody how fucking great he is. He reminds me of, um, kind of like John Malcolm. No, not John. What's his fucking name? Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Thanks. Ooh. In Jurassic Park, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. Oh. He's got that. Oh, I like that. She could be. She could be the future ex Mrs. Malcolm. He's got that thing going on. Uh, Anyway, whilst Cisco is kind of mourning his wife, he meets uh, a lady named Venna. Venna. Was it Venna? Venna. Sounded like Venna. No. No, that was an F sound. Oh well. So you say. Anyway, (laughs) Favenna, vanilla wafer. (laughs) Yeah. So he meets this this lady, Venna. Gorgeous red dress. Oh my god, mm. gorgeous Loved everything. It. She's she's stunning. And Cisco obviously thinks so too cuz he kind of gets into he's into her but then she kind of has to run off suddenly. Mm. Good week oh, for dresses. That's weird. Then they meet again mm. and they have another moment and she leaves suddenly and he's like, "What the fuck's up with this lady?" And everybody's like, "Oh, you're like in love." Kira calls him on having a different drink. Uh, Jake's like, station. tell me, Dad, who's your who's your yeah? Friend? When do I get to meet her, Dad? Holy shit, Jake, slow down. She doesn't even know you <laughs> fucking exist yet. Jake, Jake's plowing a Dabo girl. So. Yikes! <laughs> well, I'm sure he's not plowing her, but he's teaching her about etymology. That's, 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 that's next week. Oh anyway. god damn it, Jake! I'm sorry. It's fine. Both Jakes. Damn both Jakes. Yeah, fucking damn it, Jakes. Jakes. <laughs> but yeah, Jake's being all creepy, and you know, Cisco's like, slow down there, cockblock, Jesus. <laughs> um, nice. So he's kind of like, I don't. Where is she? Odo, find her. I don't know. She's got a red dress or some shit. I don't fucking know anything about her. I know her first name. I don't know her last name. I don't know where she came from. She's got dark skin. She's wearing red. That fucking <laughs> that delivery. Fucking delivery was so weird. I forget everything else about what she looks like except for the red. Red. And so she had weird fucking ears. Yeah, that's I a distinguishing trait. I know, but why did he tell that to Odo? I don't know because <laughs> he was too busy looking at her tits to see her yeah, ears. He didn't accurate. even notice her mm-hmm. fucking ears. Are you kidding me? But anyway, uh, they say pointy still... ears, pointy. Ears. I don't what? think that's what they say. No. I hope it isn't. But anyway, he's still trying to figure out who is this mystery woman. Where is she? And he goes to dinner at Gideon's house, and holy shit. Gideon's wife, Nadell, is the spitting image of Fena. Whoops. What? And so Cisco. Also, also really like aloof. <laughs> yeah. 
Cisco's like, oh, you're just gonna pretend you don't know what happened between us? And she's like, holy shit, buddy, you need to cut back on the Coco Onos. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck you are. <laughs> and Cisco's like, no, you don't understand. You're not married in my version of you. And she's just like, okay, bye. Fucking weirdo. I have a you in the holodeck. You fucking weird asshole. And like five minutes later, he's seeing Fena again and he's like, WTF? And she's like, whatever, I love you. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. And they kiss. I'll be yours forever. They kiss and it's really cute. But then... Nadell passes out or some shit, right? Well, yeah, but it's like, when she reappears, she I think she disappears again after they kiss. And she reappears again later, and Cisco's like, Dax! So Dax comes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they kind of wind up going to, like, I don't know, confront Gideon about this woman who's, like, his wife, maybe? And that's when they find that Nadell is passed out, and Gideon's, like, really pissed off. And they're like, what's your problem? And he's like, oh, my wife is a Halan... Yeah. A Halanan. A Halanan, which is a species that, when under pressure, can um, create a telepathic projection of their subconscious. And that's what Fena is. Fena is the telepathic projection of Nadell's subconscious. And Gideon's like, oh, all my other wives left me and she can't leave me because, what did you say, Chris? They're space Catholic? Yes. They can't get space divorced because they're space Catholics. So this guy decides he's going to drive himself into a star to rebirth it just so that she doesn't... Yeah, that came out of nowhere. So she doesn't have to stay (laughs) married to him, I guess. Mm. And uh, and then she, she's free. She's free. She's a widow now. And it's fine. she's like, "Sorry, Cisco. I don't know you. I don't feel that way about you." Okay, bye. bye. And Cisco's like, "The fuck." So, the end. So Gideon's wife, my wife, her her subconscious really wants Cisco's manual steering column. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think they did a really, really, really good job of differentiating between Fena and Nadell. Like, they... even though it's clearly this, it's, it is the same woman, but it's such a different look. Like, at first I was like, why is he so upset? That's not even the same. Oh, no, it is. It is the same. Jesus Christ. You're not 100% sure until you see the crazy years, though. Yeah. It's like, uh, have you seen Orphan Black at all? I have not. No. Orphan Black is, you know, it's the same actress playing, like, 85 yeah, different, different characters. Because they're all clones or something yeah and, uh, and, and the f- the, the, one of the there's a character that's just incidentally who is the um what's his name the time trap the fake time traveler from rasmussen oh, rasmussen no shit oh, that's funny Fuck, that's but yeah fun. no my first the first time watching like the first episode i didn't get the twist because i didn't think the <laughs> the different characters she's playing look at all alike mm. so when one of them was like oh my god she looks just like me i'm like no she doesn't <laughs> like, oh wait it's literally you know, the same I actress I, oh, I, I don't see it <laughs> And that's how Ames found out she had face blindness. I that's how Ames do. got her groove back. Well, something, okay, I'm sorry. This is about the last episode, but there's just a little incidental thing I want to throw in there because I, I noticed it and I want to just draw attention to it. Yep. Since we're talking about things that reminded me of TNG. Mm-hmm. The lady in her in her house, yeah. she had a Resican stew pot. Oh, Sure. What's Resican again? That's, uh, the, that's the, the dead planet with the yeah, flutes. The, okay, the that's what I thought. People. She has the planet. <laughs> she has the, the the prop. The stew pot was on like her table. I was like, that's oh, funny. Man. That dirty bitch. I will say, I, I don't think like I think it wasn't seeded as well as it could have been Ames, but I don't what? think his suicide comes completely out of nowhere because they tried to have this thread in the plot that again I don't think was. He was clearly, like, because it came up a little bit, I don't think it was, they really did enough with it, but this idea that, like, he realizes he's about to do 
if this works, the greatest thing of his career. Yeah, yeah, reignite a sun. Yeah. That'd be great. And he's kind of like having this, like... Like, Half-A-Life's guy's guy's planet. That would have been great for them. But he's sitting there kind of, like, feeling like, you know, there's that thing about Alexander... What's left to do at this point? Yeah, Alexander wept for he saw there were no new lands for him to conquer. So I think that was... They were trying to see this idea that he was like, what the fuck do I do with my life after this? Uh... And I think that... Again, wasn't in the four as well as it could have. He was been. a little, he was a little like Stubbs from from TNG. Yeah, but yeah, I think the way that they portrayed him, because you know, even in the descriptions, even when they, every time they talk about him, it's like, oh, he's this big egomaniac kind of kind of guy. <laughs> I am. And it's like it felt like how they portrayed Hutch. Like they told you, yeah. Hutch is really annoying. Hutch is the most annoying character, and you see him, and he's like, he's a guy, he's fine. Yeah, but... They say, this guy is such a big egomaniac, and he's a guy, he's fine, he's just... He does talk about himself I understand why, like, I, yeah, I, this was very similar to Hutch, and like... Except I loved Hutch. Yeah, I was... was Hutch again? He was the guy that, that, in Starship Mine. How quickly we forget poor (laughs) Hutch. He's the guy that ran the station where, when they were doing... Remember when Data was trying to, trying to impersonate a guy who was telling lots of funny stories? Oh, <laughs> he was like behind a pillar, like doing like yes, yes, and then you tell a story like this, and everyone was trying to avoid going. Yeah, but to the but not actual funny stories. We're talking about he no, tells like really anecdotes. boring he does. anecdotes. How about, how about that weather? But and then he like got killed, and I guess the major acknowledgement of his death was in a scene that got cut. So it's just like he's <laughs> just a body. Yeah, it's yeah, and we we had a whole thing about poor Hutch. But oh, no. I totally forgot he existed. So but, I've been uh, I've been living my life. Thanks. I I, I like I understand. Like it's, it's, yeah, sure. Watching on TV, you're like, yeah, he doesn't seem like such a bad guy. But you got to imagine how fun is it to talk with somebody that does nothing mm. except talk about themselves. Well, he talks yeah. about his work a lot too, though. But he talks about his work in the context of. I'm so great. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. yeah it was badly enough. written. I think is what it was because doesn't even if you find like a big egomaniacal character, that's not how they talk. Mm. He was like a much less demure Slardabart fast <laughs> talking about the specifics, the specific like things he did. Like, oh, you should see this waterfall I made. It's fantastic. He probably shouldn't have married Nadell, though. Is the thing Ooh. if you know that Helena's can't remarry and if they're not happy in their marriage they will die of sad maybe he didn't know about the whole space catholic thing until Uh, afterwards yeah but all yeah and all of his wives have left him he says you know i've got a a, not a edition of my autobiography for every a volume volume of my autobiography for every wife see someone should introduce this guy to waxana that's all i'm thinking Oh my, I do. I don't know if the universe could take that. I was going to say, I that, feel like uh, she would probably drive him off. That, that, would create a, that would create some sort of subspace calamity so huge, it would create a whole new wormhole. It would reignite like, a star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they reunited. The two of them just fuck on top of the dead star. <laughs> um, yes. so, so the other thing too, he's an egomaniac, but he apparently lacks ethics. Because as we know from Star Trek Three. All ethical scientists have sworn off proto matter. Mm. Well, maybe they've. Yeah, they probably figured yeah, out some way to handle a, it's it. It's been a while. They've, they've come around. Is he in the Federation too? He probably is actually. Yeah, they're far, ferrying around on one it, of their yeah. ships. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, right. what did you guys think of Captain Woodblock of the Prometheus? Oh god, he was the worst. Who's fucking like who's whose nephew was he that he got that role? That fucking actor is just so. 
stiff and unemotive. I, yeah. Like, they should have made the character a fucking Vulcan. I would have bought it more. Who's this? I didn't notice The captain either. of the... I don't even know he's a captain, but the guy that was commanding charge, the yeah. Prometheus. Which apparently doesn't have his own chief engineer, by the way, because they needed to use the chief to, like... Yeah, and that's like, you know, they made it... Jack up their engines. So that's the other thing. Whenever you see a ship on Star Trek that's not one of the main ships, they always, you know, you always only see a couple of the interiors. Yeah. And, like, you get the impression that it's very small. Yeah. But you gotta figure that's, what's what's the class name of that that's ship? That's a Nova? Nova? Nebula class. Nebula? Or is it Nova? Oh. It's one of the two. I'll look um, it up when you talk. But, like, that's basically a... Galaxy-class ga- Miranda. Yeah, it's a Galaxy-class saucer section on top of a star drive... But it's huge. It's enormous. It's big ass shit. But you get the impression that it's like this little rinky dink thing. Like it should have been honestly an Earth class. That would have made more sense. Would have made a lot more sense. And yeah, it it's is, a science mission. It is Nebula class. Nerds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. It, it it is a little weird. I guess because I, so actually I, I I sort of went outside of my remit on this one because I was when he mentioned proto matter I was like wait a minute that's from Star Trek 3, right? And I, so, <laughs> Wait a minute, that's from Star Trek. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, I did. So I, I kind of, I stole a bit of your thunder. Actually, there's a lot of proto-matter in the Expanse. Well, the, oh. no, that's the proto-molecule. Proto-molecule. But I, uh, so I, I actually did a bit of like the, the memory Big alpha difference. digging. But yeah, so I went on to memory alpha and they were like, yeah, no, they, they very much intentionally like name dropped proto-matter. Well, the other thing too though is that like the whole, re- the reason proto-matter was a problem in 3 was because it was unstable. Yeah. If you're trying to reignite a star, That's true. you might Fucking want David an, un- an unstable element. Yeah. But while looking into that, I also saw another note where they mentioned that like they didn't actually use any TNG sets for the I Prometheus. They it were was... all like bespoke sets or redress. There was one was the yeah. redress of it the was... like back of the runabout. It felt, I thought that there were definitely elements of the bridge that were Battle Bridge slash Enterprise A. You sets. know, I, I read what it said the bridge was, but I can't remember I, anymore. Part, I think it at least part of it, unless they rebuilt it almost identically, was definitely part of the, the yeah. Enterprise A slash Battle Bridge set. I always gloss over these specifics because I find them boring. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a bitch. So speaking of unru- of things that only tangentially connect, but I have to because. Odo was Columbo last episode. Gideon, his actor, once played a killer on Columbo. Oh, only Odo had, had been involved. Yeah, no, he... he well, I guess there was no crying here, but, you know. Oh, okay. So just to uh, throw it back at you, honey. Uh, the, the finding that those, the production details boring. It was not me who pointed out when we were watching this episode that the crew of the Prometheus all wore TNG uniforms. Oh, good catch. I didn't think of that. <laughs> but you're right, as they should have been. Yeah. Huh. I'm gonna thank you? Oh shit, you're insulting me or complimenting me. Why can't both? it be both? I'm just mad at myself for not thinking of that. No, I happen I happened to notice because one of the guys like for a split second was like, Data. No. Why do I think that's data? Oh, because the uniform is different. <laughs> right. I didn't even that completely lost that. Wow, I'm I am ashamed. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to change tracks. The original pitch of this episode had it be Bashir and not Cisco seeking the vanishing girl. Oh, of, of course. course. I would not have, could, yeah. I could not have taken another Bashir wank story. <laughs> wank story. I think it was nice to give Cisco, yeah. like. Yeah, they changed to Cisco to humanize him a bit as they realized he'd gotten to be too aloof, which mm-hmm. is something I've. Said a lot. Complained about him. And I think he's extra, he's even more aloof in this episode, though. Maybe it's because of the romance angle. He has the weirdest game. 
<laughs> like, I, I remember, I'm like, is this, is this how you hit on people, Ben? Because this is weird. The way the way he delivers lines, I know we've talked about him as like a theatrical, oh no, what do we say, Jazz, jazz Shatner? Jazz Actually, Shatner. what we landed on is uh, Slam Poetry Shatner. Slam Poetry mm-hmm. Jazz Shatner. In this one, it sounded like no matter, no matter what he was telling you, it sounded like he was trying to hypnotize you. Mm. I was hypnotized. <laughs> I could see that. Oh yeah, no, it, like it, oh god, it's, it's just so weird. But she was into it. Yeah, it's like it's it's like it's like it's, it's like at the, at once it's kind of like <laughs> understated and casual, but also very deliberate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange. Yeah, like like well, Fena is also the literally the embodiment of any, any everything Nadell doesn't get kind mm. of a little bit. So it's yeah. like you know what. You're gonna be my thirst factor, lady. Mm. Go be thirsty at somebody. How about this weird guy? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, poor Odo. It's like I, I know one of her names, and she was wearing. Like what I love is he doesn't. We talk about again the red, but he doesn't even like say what you know, like a dress, uh-huh. pants. I, I mean, so Kira wears red. Was it Kira? <laughs> You're wearing red. Was it you in the mirror? <laughs> Yes. You have dark skin and are wearing red. Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> like, at least say red dress with a weird shawl thing. Mm, that wow. dress was great, though. Oh, was an amazing dress. Apparently, you may have seen this, that dress without the shawl, they actually used in Generations... Uh, though you don't get yeah, a good look at yeah. it. it it's, on, on Kirk's girlfriend. When you see her, yeah, from a yeah. distance on the horse... She she's wearing it. I think they said it's used once more somewhere in Trek. I wouldn't be surprised. I from a distance. You make you make that great dress. You use it as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it's a great dress. Look great on it. Another little tidbit we get in this episode is uh, a little a little bit more about the the Curzon Cisco relationship when Dax is trying to pry information out of him. Telling him that Curzon was a man whore? Yes. Well, basically like, hey, come on. You we know, knew we, this. We used to do locker room talk all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know. What's up? Actually, that that's a very cute thing to, to address. Like, yeah, Cisco's relationship with Jadzia Dax is a bit different than his relationship with Curzon Dax. But it seems like, you know... Dax is like, it can still be the way it was. And Cisco's like, can it? Uh, how many times? How, how, how much do you want me to tell you about my penis? I mean, she Curzon's already knows. probably seen it. Yeah, she knows all about it. Oh, yeah. that See, I, I took a note on this as well, Jake. And what it specifically was, was where he was like, she's, this is after they'd seen her with, Gideon, but oh, yeah. not realized the oh ghost angle. Oh my god, angle. it's, it's, it's wishes were horses all over yeah. again. But it's like, another thirsty Dax. He's, you know, she's married. I wouldn't have stopped Curzon. Mm. That's not a good argument. No. Yeah. <laughs> the last weird. guy died. Oh, this guy died too. Hmm. Um, also, though, like, it's probably for the best, Ben. You know, it, you're just getting back into the dating game after four years. You don't start with a space Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, he's also gonna just, just gonna stop marrying people. It sounds like he's only been married once. I wonder though, like, Who? oh, sorry, I was talking about Cisco, not Gideon. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm Gideon's gonna, like yes, Gideon times. should have stopped marrying a long time ago. But Cisco, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's his first time in years. You know, it's it's the first year where, and that's it. You know, he he almost forgot, and he's a little upset at himself for that. Mm. But, you know, it also means he's maybe finally starting to, like... Move on a little bit. A little bit, you know. And uh, I thought that was actually that was a really good scene. When um, Jake's talking about his bad dream. And, mm. you know, it's obvious he's upset too. But they kind of dance around it for a while. And 
Because he's at that age where he's going to, right? It's like, no, I'm a cool, tough teenage boy. I don't... I hate take Davo girls. And, and then he's like, yeah, no, I, I miss her. And that was really very well done. So that was an interesting... I mean, obviously they try to make the lead in early to the episode, but the, so Jake's dream was all about him lost in the station looking yeah. for Cisco, and Cisco spent the whole episode running around the station looking for a girl. That's true. So I didn't make that connection. Yeah, Jake's makes... Jake's nightmare is Cisco's reality. He or Nadell or one of them, Fenna, one of them, one of the people in this weird love triangle says at the, toward the end, "What we have is a dream," and I like slam my hand down. I'm like, "But Jake had a dream at the beginning of the episode." Wow, I that I. God damn it, I completely missed that. Yeah, I didn't connected. catch any of them. They're all dating just, Jake. I was just... No, wait, Whoa. our Jake or Jake Sisko? Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, you know, so Finna appears to Sisko. Like, she, yeah. like she's... I mean, other people can see her, but it's not... But she goes for Sisko before he even meets the wife. What's yeah. the wife's name? I keep forgetting. Nadell. Nadell. And I wonder if it has anything to do with what he's going through with with the what with um mm. with his wife that would make with sense the, the, you know because he was in a state of emotional something mm. yeah I wonder it's, like if, a, it's like an empath yeah it? like maybe the thing maybe her whatever her subconscious thing is beta-toid. like intentionally seeks out th- people that are vulnerable to her wiles so yeah. that um or just in a similar state of like yeah, misery loves company. Wanting companionship, yeah. you know. I don't think she could possibly be part Betazoid. She didn't mention it once. That's true. Yeah, she, did, mean, she, she didn't, she didn't have, say she was an empath. I was just waiting she for didn't to have the black eye. Try to like open a can with those ears. Mm, yeah, those were. She got the brown eye though. Yeah. Huh? Yikes! Because <laughs> we've seen point of the ears before, but hers ends in a very sharp looking double. Like point. double point. I like the double point. So, yeah. I like that a lot too. So here's the thing. So Finna. Is created by Nadell's subconscious. Yep. Nadell undoubtedly has never seen her own butthole. So if <laughs> if if what? if this Finna showed uh, her butthole to Cisco, what would it have looked like? A butthole. Like would it have? But would it have looked like Nadell's butthole, or would it looked like what <laughs> Nadell imagines her butthole to look like? You can cut any of this. It would look would look like Nadell's butthole, but with more dramatic eyeliner. Could <laughs> <laughs> uh, change topics. Does Finna have a butthole? Who knows? Actually, that's, that's a good that's point. She might not. Question. Not all species. So she doesn't need one. She doesn't need. Place. You know, yeah. ghost. So anyway, Nadell is passed on on a table, dying. Cisco uh, and Finna and Odo and whoever else is around. Just party in the in Med Bay are like yelling, Sayadik, no, you don't have to do this. We found another way. No, they didn't. <laughs> the other way was figure out how to make how to have Fena sacrifice herself. No, no, she Fena, was, they're just Fena they just was. keep slapping her. Wake up. She, she at <laughs> that up. point, I feel like she was like, okay, fine. I'll... But does she know how to do that? Well, she's done it before. I think. I don't think that was they... voluntary though. I, I thought know. I thought it was. I thought when she when ran he... away, it was like, oh, I this I can't be involved in this guy because I'm a ghost, so I got to go home. That and, that, a... and that's when Nadell wakes up. Yeah, that's yeah, and then she goes back into Nadell and Nadell wakes up. But I think yeah, but... this time she's like, I'm fuck it, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna stay with this guy. Yeah, but the way that the reason that Fena exists in the first place is because of Nadell's 
sad, having a sad. So if Nadell continues being sad, then Fennel will just keep coming back. Well, which is why, which is why they found a solution to the immediate problem, which was uh. she's literally dying right now. And then, but Gideon realized that well, this. It's well, that solves the problem right now. She's going to continue being, you know, Princess Amadala and being sad and yeah. dying of sad. There's a little, uh, there's a little, um, yeah, interesting. Mm. Is it? Right. Mm. Mm. Shallow and pedantic. So, <laughs> so wouldn't Adele be sad, even more sad, that her husband died because of her? I mean, she probably seemed to, not. She seemed to not care for him very much. It's still like a lifetime of counseling. Like, so your your husband, who you could not leave because he, because you, you're whatever this fucking species is that can't that mates for life. Stupid. She's just drinking heavily. She's like, it's the nicest thing he ever did for me. Hmm. What um, so another thing I thought was interesting, going back to uh, Gideon and his demeanor and what how people react to him. So you know, Kira obviously. Oh God, yeah. Wasn't putting up with the shit. Cisco was kind of amused by him, I think. In that way that Cisco is amused be, by yeah. all sorts of weird shit. Um, uh, <laughs> O'Brien was like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? And he like didn't he didn't even try to hide it when they were talking. He just yeah. looked like he was annoyed the whole time. But then the one person who yep, really liked Gideon was, was Julian, who's basically the same thing. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was which I thought was a nice writing touch that's for right, that for we, that character. We saw him on that date that time with that girl where he's like, well, and I was like the valedictorian of blah blah blah. Salutatorian. Blah, whatever. Yeah, like his whole thing is like talking up his accomplishments. Yep. And you know, here's a guy that just does the same thing and it's like an idol. Yeah, no, I was like I I made that note too. I was like, that's clever. I also I was just looking over it. There were there was I feel a mischance for a uh, an obvious joke but I, I still wish they'd kind of done it where when they first come into Gideon's bedroom and Adele is passed out he's like help her and you know it's Ben and Jadzia and I just want her to go like I'm a scientist not a doctor mm. <laughs> and also doesn't the fucking Prometheus have a medical lab ah, who the fuck knows they, nope. they, they have three bridge crew and no chief engineer yeah, and, and a bunch of empty decks yep and uh, no one guarding the shuttle bay just like the Enterprise nope well, they were going to go try to reignite a star. If they fucked it up, they didn't want to kill everyone. That's true. They, that. they sent all the shittiest people they could find. It's like, mm-hmm. It was like it was a punishment duty. It's like, one, you have to put up with this guy. Two, you might get kerploded. I fucking hate when that happens. So Gideon, I had a thought during this episode that like, if they hadn't used him already in a different episode, Gideon would have been a perfect part for Kelsey Grammer. Yep. Uh, yep. I like it. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. Any other thoughts about this before we drive put, this put, drive this shuttlecraft into a dead planet? You could just put Kelsey star. Grammer under a whole bunch of makeup. That's true. Mm-hmm. Make, make, make him, him look an better. alien. I, I did like his, uh, you know, again, maybe it's obvious, but just screaming, let there be light right before he blew up. Yeah, that was cute. It's like, I, yeah, you know, if you're gonna go, you know it, go big. Especially when you have an audience. Mm. I really thought you were talking about you liked Kelsey Grammer's appearance. So I was <laughs> like, what? His his last appearance when we saw him in First Contact? To this day, that is so funny. You brought it up earlier, Ains. cracks up every time. What do I bring up? But I think now they can save the Half-A-Life planet. Yay! Because they said they, they didn't have oh, long. Oh, but is long dead. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> But they have, like, the planet was, had, I think they said, had, like, a few more decades left. So they, there's time, they can save those horrible people but, with their stupid culture. But here's, here's the thing, mm, though, right? They should die. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah never mind. Proto-matter 
is the type of thing we find out in, in Star Trek Three that works fine for a little while. Yeah. And then the whole fucking thing explodes. Well, but that's all Star is is explosions. It's fine. Yeah, but mm. it could get worse. True. Like, we should probably let Keep them... Keep an eye on this. Yeah, let's make sure this star is okay. We won't. It actually, it, it goes wrong in a whole different way. They just, they go to check on it one day. It just somehow turned into the universe's biggest cheeseburger. Mm. It's like they, 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 weird. No, they, they go to check on it one day and there's a whole bunch of young Spocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. They're all banging because it's Pond Far season. Oh, oh no. Moving on. <laughs> This. I love how your belly jiggled when you laughed just now. You tried to hold it in, but only your belly jiggled. Aww. We'll leave it up to you, readers, who she was talking to. <laughs> One of the gyms. Aww. <laughs> it was sharp. It was sharp. All right. Speaking of sharp, we're going to take a sharp turn away from this episode nice. and end it. You uh, can put segues, Caitlin. Oh, thank you. Don't encourage me, but thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, this has been A Star to Steer Her By. Next week, it will still be A Star to Steer Her By, and we'll talk about two more episodes, Sanctuary and Rivals. Yeah, for now, this has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. This has been Chris. This is always Ames. Oh, and I skipped a thing. You did. You should totally like and subscribe this podcast. I probably don't need to tell you where to find it since you found it this time, but if you want to find it somewhere else next time... If you haven't already, you can try SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook by searching A Star to Steer Her By. We are SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. And you can check out SSHBpodcast.com, our home on the web, which is really just a link to our Tumblr page. Someday that won't be true, maybe. But for now, it's still true. When one of us feels like doing web design. When you say one of us. When Jake do feels like Jake? doing web design. I, saying, I, I literally do not have the knowledge, so. Me either. So, and I don't feel like learning. And this is always Ames. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Oh, fuck. Rule of Acquisition 139. Oh, Wait, he's going to make one up? No, 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 no. They actually named one, and I think it was... Hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Um, something about the brother. Yeah, yeah. Wives, something. Brothers Wives inherit. serve. Brothers inherit. Yeah. Yes. There, there it is. is. Rule of acquisition one thirty nine. Good night, know. Seattle. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's very hot. Hot, hot, hot. Me mind on fire. All right. <laughs> This is 159. Isn't every week 159? Are you sure? No, last week was 158. Are you sure? Woo! I'll, I'll double check. There is a non-zero chance. That no, I it's 159 because I'm 160 because I'm multiples of six. Multiples of four. There we go. Multiples I'm multiples of 160. Math has proven you wrong. Another thing it has done to anger you. No, I love math. Oh, yeah, I'm the one that hates math. Yeah. 17%. I like math. I don't like 27% names. I'm terrible at math, as I have proven multiple times in my life. I mean, I'm good at, like, lower level. <laughs> I work in math, finance. Basically, but...